Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this sermon. You can find all our sermons at our website, holycommunion.net. In the name of the Father, the liberating, the life-giving God. Amen. 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 Welcome. Whether you're with us in person tonight or with us online, we are glad. If your sister back to the church, or your mom sent you the video or the audio of this sermon, welcome. May I be the first to say officially, Merry Christmas. We're glad you're here. The only meeting is a welcoming place wherever you are on the journey of faith. Christmas, after all, is all about the journey. Look, I bring good news to you. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. As someone with the last name Angel, my ears perk up when the heavenly messengers appear in Scripture. This year, though, I was caught by a word that repeats in our translation from the angel. News. Joyous news. I bring good news. Good news, it seems, has been hard to come by in recent days. I don't know if this is true for you, but I have to limit my exposure. I've mostly stopped listening to NPR, though I did tune in for lessons and carols from King's College this morning. But I've reduced the amount of time I'm spending with the New York Times and the Post-Dispatch every day especially since Thanksgiving, as story after story was coming out about the Omicron variant, and they only really had about three points of data, and somehow they wrote hundreds of stories with no new information. I just had to stop. It was stressing me out. So if I can give you a little bit of pastoral advice, not medical advice, pastoral, it's this. Try and enjoy Christmas. Please keep your masks on. (laughs) Take good care. Get vaccinated. Boosted if you're eligible. Be careful with contacts. All that. But then, then, try as much as possible to let go of the anxiety. To stop reading all those stories. You're here. Be here. If you check your phone, if you turn on the radio, you're likely to be inundated with stories without much new information, with little you can do about it. So lean into Christmas instead. Lean into the joyful news. Let the angels be your primary source. It's not just the stories about COVID that are causing stress. There's a Swiss writer, Rolf de Belli, in a recent article in the Guardian newspaper of all places, He argued that the way that we're doing so-called news this day, it's bad for us. Our days are filled by constant updates. We spend less time consuming in-depth articles, books, investigative journalism. And DeBelli says the news stresses us out. We're constantly triggering our limbic system, constantly feeding our fight or flight instinct. The quick updates have crowded out our attention to the deeper questions. So what strikes me this evening is how little of the angel's message 
sounds like news, at least by our standards. A child has been born to an unwed mother, to a couple with no shelter. I wish that were news. I wish that when people's lives got as vulnerable as Joseph and Mary and Jesus, that it was news. Because it would mean that it was out of the ordinary. But it's not. So the angels have to get the shepherds past the headlines, past the bullet points. The angels have to get to the questions of meaning. Because too many kids are born in edgy circumstances. Too many kids are born housing insecure, food insecure. Too many kids grow up in poverty. Why is this seemingly unremarkable birth so remarkable? The angels chime in. Here, here in Bethlehem, here in this seemingly most unlikely of circumstances, God has done something new. The child, this unnewsworthy child in this family, just another set of social outcasts. Here, the hope of the world has been born. The real story, the great joy is this. God has changed the deep structure of the world. God has reworked the deep structure of life. The deep structure we learn is love. Out of love for us, God has done the unthinkable. God has come into our world. There was supposed to be a fundamental separation in the universe. God is God. We are not. Out of love for us, God has broken the barrier. God has become human, has become vulnerable. God has gotten close. The Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown Douglas of Union Seminary put it this way. God comes to love us into loving. Sadly, our phones don't buzz with the notification, remember to love. At times, we make it so hard to see the deep structure. We wrap life up with such a thick veneer, like those Christmas presents we work to disguise, box inside a box. We turn a bicycle into a pretty rectangle, and then we put a bow on it. Too often, too often, our principal ways of interacting with one another are economic. We even try to show love that way. How many of you have played this subtle game this Christmas? Wondering if we have spent more or less money than our family member, friend, relative, coworker on the gifts we've just exchanged. <laughs> Those of us who are relatively secure sometimes mistake the exterior for the interior, the wrapping for the structure. Christmas is all about love. And I wonder if that is part of why God chose to show up where God did. And notice tonight's good news of great joy. It wasn't proclaimed to Herod or to the Emperor Augustus. The messengers don't go first to brief the powerful. Now, frankly, they, those guys couldn't have been trusted with the news. We learn in Matthew's gospel that Herod will use violence to try to control the narrative. 
Augustus was so far above it, he probably would have dismissed the declaration that a rival king was born in Judea as fake news, however you say that in Latin. <laughs> so instead, instead the good news breaks among the shepherds, among hungry, poor, wandering souls. When you can't afford to play the games of status, or when you refuse to play the games of power, when you live your life a bit more exposed, perhaps you are more free to see the deep structure. Perhaps you are more free to love. The writer Bell Hooks died this month, and she worried that we over-sentimentalize love. We make love into sort of a tinsel or garland, a decoration, a wrapping, we don't understand love and loving at the core. According to Hooks, love properly understood is an act of revolution. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move against domination, against oppression, she said. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move toward freedom, to act in ways that liberate ourselves and others. Love can change everything. Love is the only thing that can. Don't sentimentalize love. It cuts you off from the raw power. We inherit this good news. It becomes our work to inhabit the meaning. So if you will take a word from a pastor this Christmas, let it be this. Set down the new cycle, at least for these next few days. Close the email, turn off the incessant notifications. For God's sake, turn off the TV and the 24-hour news cycle. Use the paper to start a bonfire. <laughs> You're likely already doing all you can about the news. So set it aside. Instead, take time for the deeper news, the good news, even this year, especially this year. Take time to let the great joy take root. Find ways to choose love, choose to be present, Choose to dig past all the wrapping to the deep structure. God, out of love for us, broke all of our rules, all of them, to spend time with all the wrong people. Imagine the world we could build if we likewise chose to go to the edges, to spend our time with those for whom our society makes no room. Imagine what would be possible if we allowed ourselves to be loved into loving. Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs>